Welcome, you're listening to A Certain Degree. Brendan Byrne, bearded beer booster and space reporter for WMFE, returns to the WPRK studios for an update on whether we are indeed there yet. This episode is brought to you by Harm Charms. Buying gifts? People you don't like. These things don't go together. Or do they? They do with Harm Charms, the only gift with a guaranteed curse. It's perfect for a coworker who took your parking spot, a noisy neighbor, or your least favorite relative. Results may vary. Harm Charms, you can't spell present without resent. Order yours at toacertaindegree.com. David Bowie on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was a very, very deep cut of Space Oddity. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to a Certain Degree. Every week I'm here, Mondays from 7 to 9, and every week I have a very special guest, and this week is no exception with a returning guest. Good morning, Brendan Byrne. Good morning, Nick. Thanks for having me. Oh, no. Thank you for coming in so early putting on the cans at another radio station and basically fulfilling your destiny of betraying WMFE once more. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I like coming out here. It's neat to go to a different station, you know, get out of the office a bit. Get out of the office yeah. into another radio station. Yeah, 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 nice. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yours is way cooler than ours. Yeah. Though, so I'm going to leave uh, an accounting firm and go to another accounting firm. Just to get away. <laughs> Just from to it. get away. From yeah, it. yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Well, uh, thank you for being here. Uh, WMFE, uh, space reporter, uh, mm -hmm. also the producer of Intersection, which mm -hmm. is a wonderful show, wonderful podcast. Well, and then you also produce another podcast mm -hmm. and host it, uh, Are We There Yet? Yep. So I want to get into all that. Like, over the course of the year, you've been, you were here in uh, early 2017 on the show. And so was, it, I, all, was it that long ago? It was that long wow. ago, yeah. So basically, eight, nine months ago, did you have the, what I like to call the, to a certain degree, 30? So a 30% bump in your quality of life from being on the show? Absolutely. Okay, it was around 30%? It was a little more than 30%. Okay, I'd say. good, good, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to average it out. I'm just going to say 30 because I can't say it's always going to be over 30% for everybody. Yeah, that was a blast. Yeah, uh, but you have a beard, so I think that probably uh, helped that does with help. it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's go back. There were a couple of new topics that I added to the 20-question game. So when you played, it was Rise or Shine. Okay. Uh, rise because, you know, just like rockets, mm -hmm. uh, space reporter, you, they rise up into the air. Shining is often very uh, disorienting. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, someone shines or you get the reflection of a mirror or a watch in your eyes. It's just a terrible thing. So Rise or Shine iPhone 10, rise or shine? Oh, shine. I'm, yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not an Apple guy. So oh, at all? At all, no. I'm oh, not, good. Yeah. I knew I liked you. I bought into the Google ecosystem, so mm. that's, that's where I live. Which phone do you have? The, uh, I you have, have the one of the Samsung, Samsung? 7s. Yeah. Ah, very eight. I don't know. One yeah. of those two. I need to get up <laughs> on my Samsung. I'm still on the 4. Okay. I, it takes me a while to get to the next one. It's not they're even a matter so of... expensive. Like, well, it's, there's, that's a big part of it, and I'm also incredibly... Like, once I get used to something... Yeah. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, once they cancel me, I'm assuming they're going to cancel me at some point, uh, I'm still going to show up Mondays at 7 a.m., <laughs> and I'm still going to host a show somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. So I'm not really sure where that's going to be. Okay. Uh, speaking of your phone, taking your phone in the bathroom. Uh... Yeah, that's that's a rise. That's that's, that's a rise. You, you have to. 
You, you, to, you so for entertainment purposes yeah. to stay connected. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm a reporter. I, you never know when someone's going to tweet you or email you a that's scoop an or something. Point. You've that's be an around. excellent point. I so, actually. In, in my new house, um, in one of the, the bathrooms in the house. Oh, uh, okay. Hang on. Let's not brag about how many bathrooms we I have. I have two. Yes, oh. yes. <laughs> but in one of them, the Wi-Fi is pretty terrible. So I've had to um, extend my Wi-Fi so that... You had to get an extender so just that, for the bathroom. So there's connectivity in, in both lavatories <laughs> in my house. <laughs> I like that. I like how you go to the uh, space uh, description of yes. the bathroom. That's a good term. That's a good term. Lavatory. Uh, Bitcoin. Speaking of lavatories, mm -hmm. how do you feel about Bitcoin rise or shine? Um, I'm going to say shine because I was one of the many people that are kicking themselves from not investing in it. But I mean, who would back then? You know, right? It so doesn't I'm make to, any sense. Yeah. Like, try to explain that to anybody yeah. even now, and mm -hmm. they go, "I still, I'm not. No, thank you." Yeah. So I don't, so. I don't get it, but I wish I did. <laughs> I wish I had. I don't get it, but I wish, wish I, had. I had. Yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. good, good I like point. that. Yeah. I like that. All right, let me ask you about this because you may know the proper uh, pronunciation for this. China, their space station, their sort of test space station, the Tianyang one? That sounds right. Okay, yeah. great. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. You have it here. I, you know, A space reporter has told me that sounds right, so that's how I'm going to say it from now on. Uh, so eight and a half ton. Uh, it was only meant to go up for a short amount mm -hmm. of time, and then there was going to come back into the atmosphere, burn up, and potentially crash. So it's looking like late March. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. How do you feel about that? Rise or shine? Um, well, it's it's going to shine. That's for sure. It'll oh, burning yeah. up in the atmosphere. Yeah, it did uh, rise. Yeah, it and now it will shine. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, it, it served its purpose, and uh, it's better to to deorbit it and uh, burn it up while it's controlled um, yep. than let it kind of hang out in space and knock into something. Even more important, or like turning space lasers more garbage. Yeah. yeah, space lasers. Yeah, space I'm lasers. sure we have space lasers. Uh, there. We absolutely have space lasers. <laughs> so, from what I understand, it's um about a third or a little bit less of the size of Skylab. Yeah. So Skylab fell back to Earth mm -hmm. eventually, and more than likely will hit water because, as from what I understand, seventy percent water. Yeah. Well, also our bodies are mm -hmm. about seventy percent water. So either way, it's mm -hmm. going to hit water. And there's there's a place in um, I believe it's the Pacific Ocean where it's like the the farthest distance from land, and when something is going to deorbit from space, that's where they shoot for. Oh, really? Because there's really nothing there. Um, oh, okay. So then it's going to land and it's going to create the rift from Pacific Rim. Yes, so and then gonna, we're all just yeah. we're done for. It's just all yeah. kaiju's and. Uh, and Jaegers yeah. and Jaegermeister. Mm. Yeah. And, and I, okay. like to, I like to think that there are folks that are uh, way smarter than me that are figuring out where to put this thing and how sure. to land it. Because I've played Kerbal Space Program and I can't get my stuff to land anywhere, anywhere close near. to where it needs to be. So the, I figure there's somebody a little bit better than me doing this. There was so. a fun computer game. It was uh, Moon Landing. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, that's okay. We're not going to let you anywhere near <laughs> that. And you're going to space camp today, is that right? Uh, I'm going to the new astronaut training experience today. Great, that so seems to be a lot of fun. Perfect for you. Yeah, <laughs> I'll figure something. I out. can't land anything, but uh, yeah, yeah, astronaut experience. Yeah. Cinematic universes, rise or shine? Um, rise. Yeah, why not? You go with that. Do you yeah. have some specific ones you like more than others, or no. there's some that you're not I'm a just, big fan of? I'm not going to stop somebody from being creative. Just do your thing. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. Well, that's great it, idea. actually, it brings up a good question. Is it uh, is it limiting people uh, and their creativity? Because you can't tell very many original stories because mm -hmm. you're you're kind of 
typecast into these, uh, you Marvel, so you only have mm. Marvel characters, or Star Wars, so you only have Skywalkers, although there's going to mm. be a new trilogy that's not going to have anything to do with the Skywalkers. So is that a little bit of an issue with the cinematic universes taking over to an extent, is that you lose uh, kind of the uh, the... What's the word I'm looking for? The variety mm-hmm. of ideas out there. Yeah, that's a good point. I also think it, it uh, you know, sometimes you need to have a, a focus. <laughs> and as a creative or a writer, you can you can get kind of wild. So it's nice to have that. These are the only characters you can use. See if you can make something new. See if you can do something new. Oh, yeah. so Thor Ragnarok. So yeah. do you have a favorite or do you, uh, did you see the new Star Wars movie this past I have weekend? not seen the new Star Wars yet. Um, I'm kind of like the worst space nerd <laughs> out there I haven't seen yet. I, I usually see it with my brother. Um, and last year um, we saw the, the new one that came out last year. Uh, my brother moved away. He's down in South Florida now. So it's kind of difficult for us to just go and go see to the movie, movie together. So yeah. we'll probably see it over the Christmas break together. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm waiting, waiting for him to see it. Very good. Very good. Where do you stand on smart home devices? Okay. So you mentioned all of your bathrooms. Yeah. Do you have any smart devices in your bathrooms or otherwise? Maybe to see if they're occupied. So you could just look at an app and say, oh, actually, that's I'm going to have to go to the West Wing today. Usually I just yell and say, yeah. Madeline, where are you? Um, I I rise on the smart smart stuff. I want to make a do a, a smart house. And mm-hmm. I like to tinker with stuff. So, oh, okay. Um, so that's next on my list to do. Um, yeah, to totally for whatever makes our life easier. I've got an Alexa. Oh, okay, great. I ask her to tell me jokes. It's fantastic. And, you know. That's the one thing you have her do. Yeah, just tell me jokes and turn on Spotify. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. But I'm, I'm embracing the whole, you know, AI taking over our lives and I like everything the idea, like that. So. Yeah, I like the idea of having the multiple AIs all over the place because mm-hmm. I feel like before they try to take over us, they'll fight. They'll fight each other, yeah. yeah. Pit them against themselves. Right. Very smart idea. I like yeah. that. Because yeah. you have the Google, you have the Google, you have the Amazon, <laughs> you have the Facebook, you have all of them. They're all going to be out there. Then you have your driverless cars. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a different algorithm altogether. Mm-hmm. I know Google's coming up with one. So basically... You know, they have to come to some consensus Mm -hmm. and they're designed by people. So they're going to be flawed. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to be able to come together to some Mm -hmm. consensus. They're going to fight. I'm just imagining this like smart device civil war taking yeah. place in my house. So, yeah. yeah that could be the next cinematic universe. Yeah. I, I think okay. we should I go think with we're that. on to something here. All right. All right. <laughs> it's not even time for bad business ideas, but we're coming up with a ton. Uh, rise or shine sandwiches. Rise. Oh, that oh, was yeah. immediate. Yeah. How immediate. can you not like a sandwich? Uh, it's very difficult. Uh, even you if you are not carb, you probably still like mm-hmm. sandwiches and bread for the most mm-hmm. part. Uh, okay, so let me ask you this. Favorite sandwich to make for yourself okay. and favorite sandwich to have made for you? Ooh, that's a tough one. Okay, so made for a sandwich that I make myself. I'm, I like a, a good a good turkey and provolone. Okay. And we, we usually keep that deli meat at the house, so so you can make that that happen. Is it grilled? What kind of toppings? Just, no, you just you just throw it on some throw it on some bread, a little bit of mustard. That's it. I'm I'm a, I'm a simplest, Nick. I, okay. I don't I don't need too much to make me happy. Great. Um, something. I made, mean, you're on this show, so that makes sense. <laughs> uh, made for me. You know, I don't know. I've um, man, that is a that is a good. I mean, I I'm I'm a Florida boy, so a, a pub sub is always my go to. Sure. Again, it's a it's sure. a turkey provolone pub sub. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I'm gonna have to think about that. Okay, we'll come back. Do to you that. know who likes sandwiches though? Who does? Matthew Petty. Does he really? I have worked with Matthew Petty since 2013, um, since I started WMFE. Yep. And I've 
for the past like two or three years, I've sat right across from him in my cubicle. So you've seen a lot of sandwich every day. Consumption that man has a sandwich every day. How much I eat, Brendan? You know, that's he just has a sandwich every day. <laughs> Is it always it. ham and cheese? It's mostly ham and cheese huh. or cheese and pickles, but he he always has a sandwich. Cheese and pickles. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Hmm. When he runs, when you run out of ham. Just throw some pickles Dude, on throw it. Throw some pickles on it. <laughs> I like that as a tagline for the pickle industry mm -hmm. in general. I think we when should. When you're out of ham, grab a pickle. Okay. Eh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Actually, I'm out on that one. Uh, Disney has announced that they will be using gondolas mm -hmm. to connect the theme parks and the hotels and everything around there. How do you feel about that rise or shine? Rise. That sounds yeah. like fun. That sounds like fun. Again, it's a very, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like sounds fun. Sounds like fun. And again, you know, any other place I'd be a little afraid of sure. gondolas shipping me everywhere. But I feel like Disney, they're very smart people. I trust a lot of people, apparently. But I feel like Disney's, uh, yeah, they've got, it's got to be fun. It's got to be fun. It's got to be better than the stinky monorails. They're, they're getting kind of gross these days. Are so, they? Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. Getting a little old. Yeah. Getting a little long in the tooth, mm -hmm. long in the monorail tooth. Yeah. I like the idea of you and, and Matthew Petty. On media day on the gondola and him just eating a eating sandwich. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's all I can imagine <laughs> him doing now. Just like on intersection, hosting intersection, whenever one of the guests is talking, just sneaking a pickle in there. Uh, how about the beach? Rise or shine? Shine. shine. I'm not Don't. a beach guy. No. Okay. No. I grew up, I grew up in South Florida and I was very close to the beach and never wanted to go to the beach. I mean, I'm, I'm of Irish heritage and mm -hmm. my, Skin does not do well at the beach, and this I hate the sand, and then when the sand gets in your car, and then you bring it home, and it's, no. You know, what I love about this is I grew up on the beach, and I always felt guilty about not liking it after moving to Don't. Orlando. Like, and, Don't. you know, I think I started asking, thinking that everybody would be like, oh, I'm all about the beach, no. and here are the reasons, and maybe that would bring yeah. me around, and it turns out. About half of the people I talk to don't, and who live here, mm -hmm. don't really care for the beach. It's just like everything that I hate is at the beach. So it's, you know, it's hot. There's dirt. No parking. I hate not being able to find parking. You yep. never find parking at the nope, beach. Can't find it. It's just awful. Seagulls, There's sharks, seagulls, sharks, jellyfish, salt sea water. Oh, yeah. You get that in your eyes and your mouth. You can't drink it. No. No. Yeah. Uh, what else is there? Crabs? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Terrible. And uh, last but not least, we talked about Cobbler last time, okay. and I was listening back to the episode. What is uh, your desert island dessert? Desert island dessert? Yeah. So it kind of goes back. I'm sorry. I'm putting you on the spot food-wise, but uh, what what would you absolutely have to have if you were trapped on a desert island, dessert-wise? Dessert-wise. Yeah. I like to do this because I like to know what people like in case I need to get them gifts later in order to bribe them for something. <laughs> um, my favorite dessert is banana pudding. Is it really? Yeah. So I, I would think I would have pudding. to say banana pudding with vanilla wafers. Yeah. I have to have vanilla wafers. Yeah, classic. So that would probably be my go-to. I mean, obviously, I would probably want like water and sustenance and stuff like that. But if I had all that banana pudding, I could eat banana pudding for the rest of my life. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for... for Those 20... That was, no, that was just the additional okay. one okay. since the last okay. time you were here. Okay. You know, some of the ones get dated. Yeah. And I want to ask some new questions. Okay. I want to make sure that I'm keeping up on the latest trends and what's happening. Like the beach. Yeah. You know, that's a new thing. Yeah. We learned something new about yeah. each other today. Yeah. And the Tiangyang one. <laughs> and it's funny because some people have said, you know, it's kind of exciting. You don't know where it's going to land. 
You don't know where it's going to fall. But it's also this giant hunk of metal that it's you don't a, know where it's going to fall. Exactly. So pretty exciting <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so going over to uh, what you do. So we talked about it a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. A lot of podcasting, a lot of news, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, local, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice, which is, I think, one of the reasons so many people tune into WMFE. Uh, just had a fun drive, a silent fun drive. Yeah. So I'm always appreciative of when you guys do that. Oh, so are we. And it makes me, I, I can't <laughs> I think we imagine, like it more than our listeners do. I can't imagine how exhausting that is. Yeah. I mean, I did, we did sort of those at WUCF, mm-hmm. but it wasn't anything to the extent yeah. that uh, that 90.7 does. And we hate, we hate interrupting our programming. Right. You know, that's our bread and butter and, you know, we don't want the listeners to have to go through that. Right. So we're glad this model worked and I think it only worked because of... The people in Central Florida making it work. Like, oh yeah, it, because it was we love on having our part. access it to was, it. Yeah, it was all the people that that yeah. supported us. So, so tell me a little bit about going back over the course of the year. This is another year of podcasting under your belt. Another mm-hmm. year of intersection. Another year of space reporting. Uh, what was the most surprising uh, stuff that happened this year? What were the takeaways for you from a learning uh, perspective? Uh, you know, was it that uh, the passion that people are feeling, you're hearing more and more from mm-hmm. people about the stuff that you guys are covering. And uh, what about the space industry? I mean, it just seems like it's getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, yeah, this has been a real good year. Um, it's funny because we, every year, um, at the end of the year, the, the WMFE newsroom, we we do a top 10. Um, so we look at like the 10 most influential stories of the year. Um, is that rank, local or national? Just local. Okay. Um, and, and we rank them and um, and we'll be unveiling those in the coming weeks. But it's always so interesting because we, we sit there as a group, um, as a newsroom, and we just throw these topics out. And um, we're like, wait a minute. That was this year? That was this year? <laughs> like, um, it, it's just, it's it's crazy how much has happened this year yeah. um, from a news perspective. Um, so, but but for for space news, there's... It's been really cool. I mean, we've, uh, it just comes to the American Space Program. The The National Space Council was established this year. Um, that was a Trump administration initiative mm-hmm. um, headed by Mike Pence. And that's the group that decided we're going to return to the moon. And that memorandum was signed a few days ago. And uh, all signs are pointing to the U.S. space program heading to the moon. So that was the big story this year is what was the Trump administration going to do? Right, um, waiting and seeing and, yeah. yeah, trying to figure that out, yeah. Yeah, I, um, you know, SpaceX um, is just having a killer year. Uh, I believe it was 18 launches, um, which is just incredible for a brand new space company. And how many of those were using the reused uh, rockets? So that's a good question. Uh, definitely a handful of them. I yeah, think it was, it was about three or four. Right, that's so what I was far. thinking. Um, the, the, the first re- refly was this year, yep. um, which was really, really cool. Um, so I went down to see that and that was, that was oh, incredible to things see. land again is oh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, they've landed 20 boosters yep. at this point, which is also mind blowing. Um, so they're just having a killer year. Um, ULA, um, another, you know, a rock in the launch industry. Um, they're getting closer and closer to their next, um, Shit. their next rocket yep. that they're going to be using and who they're going to pick blue origin. Um, their building is done here on the Space Coast. We're going to have another giant rocket that's going to be built and launched from, from the Space Coast. So really, really cool. All of these things like happened in the past few weeks, too, because I yeah. can't remember anything but <laughs> earlier this year. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's been a really, really good good year for Space News. So nothing's blown up this year. 
That's, oh, that's good. That's, that's always helpful. a good idea. Yeah. Uh, taking a step back from it, and this is something I'm always curious about because it always felt like uh, over the last 20 years or so as, this, as, the, uh, uh, as the shuttle program was kind of mm-hmm. winding down is what was going to replace that economically. Yeah. Uh, how is it going to affect, uh, you know, basically how, not only the Space Coast, because that was really suffering when everything was gearing mm-hmm. down. Are we going to see people here? Uh, is it going to be, I don't want to call it like a, a Disney type of situation where we do have some mm-hmm. leadership here, but for the most part, everybody else is somewhere else. Is it really going to be stationed here? We're we going to have professionals. Is it really going to help the economy here? What are you seeing from that perspective? Yeah, so that's that's been what um, Florida's been grappling with is what what is this place after shuttle? Um, and if you talk to leadership at Kennedy Space Center, um, they want to turn it into a multi-user spaceport. So that's how um, NASA and KSC leadership sees um, Florida's footprint mm-hmm. in the space program. Is we're we're the spaceport. We are the airport that you go to to go to other places. Um, because of the way NASA works and Congress works, things that build rockets are spread out across all sorts of congressional sure. districts. So, so they're job programs and all that stuff. So you'll never have that, you know, one-stop factory here in Florida. We're just one step in a large ecosystem of a federal space agency. Um, where you're starting to see some changes in the private industry. Um, and so Blue Origin is a really great example of that. So Blue Origin is built this massive rocket factory i mean it's huge um and basically they're going to have this rocket that they build inside of it they'll roll it out and it's they'll take it to the launch pad just 10 miles away inside that building is the launch control so they actually can see the pad from up there and then launch it and that's going to be it like everything is right there and right across the way one web satellites is um opening up shop now this place they want to manufacture like one satellite a week so they're like pushing out these uh, broadband satellites to be used in the constellation, and they will be launched on Blue Origin's New Glenn rocket. So you can see that this ecosystem is starting to build itself, where um, supply chain is starting to move here to um, to the Space Coast. So the the uh, mechanics that are going on all of these satellite dishes are being manufactured here as well. Uh, okay. The fuel is being um, uh, refined here. Um, so you're starting to see the private industry is making it that one consolidate a little bit, yeah. Uh, whereas the the federal space agency is still relying on, well, we're we're just a launch facility here, at right? Space. And everything is located all over the place. Yeah. Well, that's good. I don't think that you know I did uh, I did research some stuff when I was in college about the the space studies and sort of the Feynman investigation into mm-hmm. the Challenger and all that. Um, and so looking at that and going, okay, well, that's actually way more safe. Mm-hmm. I, I get that, you know, you want to have jobs in different places. You want to manufacture things in different places, yeah. but having everything in one place, so you don't have to assemble it, mm-hmm. which is where a lot of safety issues can come in. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty remarkable. So that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. That's how I would have done it. So I'm right. glad they, they just took my <laughs> uh, ideas and ran with them. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. We're going to play a song and then we'll come back with Brendan Byrne. And uh, talk a little bit more about space, about WMFE. I've got some suggestions. I know you're, like, connected to everybody out there. And so one of the things (laughs) I want to make sure that we're doing is staying, you know, we're manufacturing these things. But is anybody talking about the style? So what I did was I looked for fashion trends in 2018. 
And now we have to figure out how to apply them. Wonderful. This so is I think great. that's really relevant. So let's listen to <laughs> the police and So Lonely on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. The police. I'd like to think that all that clapping is for my very special guest. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree. That was the police with So Lonely, a live version of that tune. And my very special guest this week, uh, did I say my name is Nick? I think so. Did I say you're listening to a certain degree? I think so. I'm very I wasn't paying at those attention. Parts. I'm sorry. <laughs> you would think the guest at least yeah, would be paying I'm here attention. Now. I'm here now. Brendan Byrne, a uh, reporter from WMFE, uh, covers space, uh, local stuff, all sorts of other things. Good morning, Brendan. Thank Good morning. You for being Thanks here. for having me, Nick. Always oh, no, a pleasure. No, no, no. no, no. Thank you for being here. So I wanted to talk about a couple episodes that I thought were interesting of Intersection and of uh, Are We There Yet? Okay. So both very good shows, Intersection, uh, all pretty much local news, local mm-hmm. artists. Uh, you had a lot of great episodes. You talked about that new Borough Press book recently, mm-hmm. which was really fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one I wanted to talk about, because I think you have a, a, a big passion for it, is the craft beer scene. Yes. So you did the Central Florida Ale Trail. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Now, did you do that? I haven't listened to the episode yet, so I apologize. But did you do that live? Like you went to 18 tap rooms and you sampled no, a bit? No, I, I didn't think I convinced my editor to do 18 tap rooms. <laughs> but uh, it's I, I'm filling in for, for Matthew Petty while he's on leave. And, of course, like the first week I'm hosting the show, I'm at a bar. So <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, uh, on a couple levels. First of all, you're, you're big shoes to fill. Yes. So you have to sort of bounce back somehow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, secondly, it's it's kind of big news in Central Florida, it is. right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't realize how many there were, um, until I like picked up a map myself. Like eighteen. That's yeah. a lot. You know, that's, that's probably a lot two of more that were added in the last yeah, couple right? of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was really fun. So I I didn't get to go to the entire Ale Trail. Um, I will eventually go on my own. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, I stopped at uh, Ocean Sun, which is uh, close to my neighborhood where I live, mm-hmm. and uh, talked to Bob Deweese, who's the owner and brewer there, and just really talked about the collaborative um, environment of, of Central Florida breweries and uh, how it's just people love breweries these days and, and you know, how it's it's more about the experience of hanging out and enjoying yourself other than just the beer, but the beer's good. Um so yeah, it was well, a really fun trip. It's also trying a variety of beers, right? Yeah. Like you go there and you can be like, I, I joke about having beer uh, ADD. Mm-hmm. Like I just can't drink the same beer over and over yeah. again. And I like to try a bunch of different things. So some of the tasting rooms, some of the uh, uh, some of the other facilities that are yeah. available now, it's like, yeah, you can go out and try a bunch of different stuff. And it's great to go out and get a flight and share it with someone and, yeah. you know, try four different Oh, you're tiny supposed to beers. share those? Oh, you don't have to. Okay. You don't have to. You don't are you supposed to. to go with other people? No, you can just go by yourself. Okay, it's great. It's per- perfect. If you are by yourself, you can give me a call. Though. I'd be more than happy to keep you company. <laughs> okay, yeah, I will do that. Well, that's great. Anything that you took away? Like, what is your, I guess you, I don't want to ask you what your favorite was, but do you have any that come to mind that were, these are excellent? For breweries? Yeah, or for the beers themselves? Um. I mean, I, I really like Ocean Sun just because, you know, it's it's in my neck of the woods. Um, Are you a hoppy guy? Do you like an IPA? I am a, I am a hoppy, hoppy yeah. guy. I, I, not not so much anymore. Like, I'm, I'm starting to get away from the hoppiness, and, and I'm more of a pale ale kind of oh, fellow these days. Oh, you're coming. I'm you're, coming. You're aging yeah. out of IPAs. And the nice thing with a, with a pale ale is my wife is more into the um, the, the heffies and the wheats and, sure. and the lighter stuff. So 
she can drink a pale ale, and um, we just got a kegerator at the house, and there's always nice. a fight to see what we're going to put on tap. So we've we've put pale ales on tap now, and we both can drink it. So um, compromise. That's how marriage works. I like I like the <laughs> idea of you guys fighting at your uh, at your house over, over what beer. beer. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, as far as are we there yet goes, that is your twice a month podcast we're trying to do it every week week now oh okay yeah yeah great so we'll see what happens over the every 10 days let's do that every 10 days every 10 days i like that that's a good average (laughs) uh so that is your podcast about space but specifically about us trying to get back to mars or trying to get to mars sorry i we haven't been to mars I didn't, uh, <laughs> nobody's we? listening. I'm going to have to edit that part out. Uh, but one of the ones I wanted to ask about, because I found this fascinating, I didn't know they were doing it, um, was the Life on the High Seas yes. episode. So yeah. they were, the High Seas is the Hawaii Space Exploration Analog and Simulation Center. Mm-hmm. So basically they put a bunch of, pe- six people into six, yeah. a facility six people on a volcano. For eight months. That's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. So you get to talk to somebody that came out of that. Is yeah, that I, talked, I talked to Brian Ramos. He was um, a crew member on there. And so what was really cool is like during these high seas missions, you can actually reach out to the crew on the mission. Um, their communications delayed. So if right. You were to so email trying them, to simulate as much yeah. as possible. But it, it's really interesting because this is this is the one the, the weakest link in putting humans on mars is it's not the hardware it's it's not the architecture not even getting there. not even getting there that's the easy part it's, it's the people people are yeah. the weakest link and and humans um so this hopes to discover uh behavior of humans how teamwork is works in in, in an isolated environment um so it, it's pretty cool like they it's basically a mars mission they, they walk into this thing and they're in there for eight months if they want to leave to go outside they have to suit up um, much they would on the surface of Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fascinating. They Talking, grow their own food. They grow their they own grow, food. Yeah. They, yeah, they have to. Um, it, it, it's it's intense. Like talking to him, like I was getting like nervous, like <laughs> thinking about that isolation and and like what would I do for eight months away from right. my family and what would I do eight months away from fresh air? Like you can't feel the wind on your face for yeah. Eight it's all recycled. Yeah. It's all everything is recycled. Yeah. So, which, so this, this is a, it's a study. There's been quite a few of them. Um, so for this was, this was the fifth mission and they, they seem to be increasing in, um, in length. Um, one of the people that I talked to a lot, um, who works over at Kennedy space center, she's a chemical engineer. Her name's Annie Meyer and mm-hmm. she's working on the trash to gas technology. So turning like garbage into fuel, um, the TTG, yeah. yeah, 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 and she, um, she was on high seas for 120 days. Oh um, wow! Okay. Yeah, so it, it's pretty, it's pretty cool to talk to these people and and see the research that comes out of this. So, so what was the big takeaway for you from his experience or her experience? What is the thing that makes your palms sweat the most? And what is the thing like? Oh, I could probably do that. Yeah, yeah like not being able to. Like, if I don't have cell service, like, I start to freak out. You know, I'm like, what if someone <laughs> needs me, you know? So I couldn't imagine that, you know, that that email delay. But talking to Brian, he was like, he was like it was really refreshing. He's yeah, like, I bet you get used to it pretty quick. Yeah, he's like, all yeah. the stuff that, that's in our face, you know, between push news alerts and social media and, you know, television news and all that. He's like, it's gone. He's like, and you just said time to think and he did a lot of writing while he was there and, and you're also trying to stay alive you're also trying to stay alive too yeah, yeah. but um 
but yeah, that that's what he he took away, and um, he's like, you know, and you learn to interact with your colleagues a little bit easier, you know, because yeah. you're stuck there. So if there's a problem, then you're gonna call you somebody out, out and say, yeah. you know, hey, this is this is what's happening. We need to fix this. So yeah, it, fascinating. It was it was it was a fascinating episode to record. Um, I reached out to Brian like months ago. I think he was even on the mission when I reached out to him, um, and we finally were able to connect. And um, he emailed me like at 11 o'clock at night and he was like, hey, I'm free tomorrow. If you want to do this, I'm like, sure, let's do it. Got and it. I had like two or three episodes in the can and it was just so compelling. I'm like, you know what? We're going to I'm going to push this episode. So like I stayed late at work and um, edited it down so that we could get it pushed out um, on Friday. And it was just it was a great, great conversation. That's yeah. awesome. So I keep thinking, too, there's a bad business idea in there somewhere like forced uh, team building exercise because it's about 1200 yeah. square feet. It's 1200 small, square feet, right? Yeah, like, you're not going into a place where everybody has their own room. Like, you're there. This is going to be as close as possible, modeled after what they think they can set up on Mars, yeah, after taking equipment and stuff yeah. there. But I mean, but you're also in Hawaii, so like, it's gorgeous. <laughs> it doesn't hurt to be able to look out the window and yeah. you're on this, it's uh, you're it, on a it, volcano. It does look and, like Mars. I mean, yeah. it's like it's red rocks and it's. It's it's pretty cool. I yeah. would do like a forced team building exercise there for like four hours. Like <laughs> I think that's about all I could do. I don't know if that uh, speaks very highly of your coworkers or of you. That's that, that's all of me. My coworkers are fantastic. I don't think they could deal with me for more than four, <laughs> for more hours. Than four hours. All right, so let's go to the the world of space. Um, so I don't know if you remember this because it was forty years before you were born, but the in the sixties. Uh, the space race kind of took over everybody's uh, mm -hmm. attention, including the world of fashion. So you had a lot of crazy stuff. You had a lot mm -hmm. of silver clothes and helmets being incorporated. And now it's sort of the the opposite, because now as we get into the more consumer-oriented capsules and mm -hmm. trips and space tourism, uh, there's an aesthetic that we're looking for that is a little bit more, not down to earth, it's still modern and everything. But are we taking into account the fashion trends? Mm -hmm. So I went in, I went to Harper's Bazaar, because that's, you know, one of the magazines yeah. I read, obviously. Uh, very stylish. I think, actually, I'm so monotone today <laughs> that it's ridiculous. Uh, the style trends for 2018. So how can we incorporate this okay. into the rockets, into the flight suits, into uh, everything else? So for the outside of the rockets, uh, lavender Ooh. is very big this okay. year. It's going to be very big. So food-wise, floral flavors, you've noticed that is becoming mm -hmm. that. So that's going to be a big food trend of 2018 so can we incorporate lavender uh into the uh the aesthetic of the rockets themselves that is a good question because that light it's a very calming color oh, yeah uh, i like that quite a bit i worry it would get lost in the background of the blue sky and that's a good point so okay be tough so to track it um, here's color wise here's the other trend plaid go for it plaid that'd rockets. be easy yeah and actually if you look at the new design of the space launch system that's um uh, NASA's new mega rocket that they want to use to send mm -hmm. people to deep space. There's actually these little like checkerboard patches on the side of them. Yeah, they kind of look like plaid. Perfect. But those are actually used for tracking cameras. Um, so basically, you can. So they have QR codes on them. Basically, is what they are. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. But they're kind of plaid. They're NASA. I think plaid. QR codes are out of style. So let's try to talk to them about, <laughs> about that. Uh, for the suits themselves, two things that uh, caught my attention: mm -hmm. trench coats, okay, and fanny packs. Okay, both of them. I think we can make those work. I think so. You came in today wearing a trench coat and fanny and pack. 
Well, there's two fanny packs. I was going to ask you why you have two <laughs> fanny packs, but obviously from a space perspective, you need that. So yeah. you probably have your reporter bag. Yes. And you have your uh, on-the-go just man-about-town bag. Mm. I am so happy to hear fanny bags are making a comeback. Yeah. Because yeah. I really Very wish stylish. that they were socially acceptable to wear because... I don't have enough pockets. So convenient. Yeah. So very convenient. And I'm well, married now. I don't have to impress anyone. So Right. Yeah. Your life is essentially over, I think, is what you're saying. <laughs> Hopefully your wife isn't listening. Uh, but all the recording equipment I'm sure you yeah. have, that yeah. would be very convenient yeah. for you. But again, for, It'd be great for an astronaut. For the astronaut. Yeah. You know, the tools mm-hmm. and the, uh, I don't know, the, the uh, laser guns. Yep. I would imagine, like, Standard you don't want issue. that in a holster. Yeah, no, you want it in your fanny pack. Yeah, holsters can get in the yeah. way. You can get caught on that. Fanny packs make them a lot more sense. All right, for the interiors, uh, dark denim is okay. in. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to have to get some dark denim. Yeah. Uh, fringe. Uh, so the, like, uh, strings hanging down, mm-hmm. very big. I think that would look kind of cool. Probably not a good idea in microgravity, though. Oh, I think it'd look... Oh, yeah, okay. So we'll get... Not, not that. Uh, how about art prints? So art prints and clothes, like leggings with, uh, you know, different artists on mm-hmm. them, uh, maybe some art prints. Have we thought about art on the space capsule, on the inside of the space capsule? I know we have to keep it light, right? Like weight is an issue. Yeah. But so how much does art weigh, really? So there's, there's on the podcast, I actually interview an astronaut. Um, her name is Nicole Stott. And she was mm-hmm. on, I believe she was on, I'll have to go back and check. Two, definitely two shuttle missions, and she was on the ISS for a bit. And um, the when you're on the International Space Station, you, you basically work a typical work week, um, right. so 40, 50 hours. Um, then you have downtime the rest of the time. And so what are you going to do with that downtime? Um, so they asked the astronauts to figure out, you know, what, what do you want to do to pass the time? You know, Chris Hadfield brought his guitar up with him. Um, and she wasn't sure what to do. They just got to watch the Star Wars movie yesterday. Oh, did they? Yeah. On, on the yeah, stage? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good. But, um, so she didn't know what to do. So the folks at NASA Johnson knew that she was into art. Um, so they sent her up with a watercolor set and she actually painted, um, from space on the international space station. And she has this, this piece, um, and it's an Island chain in the Caribbean. She painted that she saw from space. Um, and oh, painted that's it. cool. So, How did she do the watercolors? So that, and... Yeah, it was like surface tension. She yeah. said it, was, it was a lot easier because it was like kind of beat up and she was able to just, to oh, just do wow. it. So it's a fascinating conversation. It's on the podcast. Um, her name is Nicole Stott. If you look her up, she's actually local. She went to UCF and uh, lives in Tampa now. And Very she'll nice. be speaking at um, Space Week, uh, which is put on by Seminole State College in January. Um, so she is a fascinating person and now she um, she works on going into like children's hospitals and doing art with them, and they've developed jumpsuits that the kids have painted, um, and they've sent them up to the International Space Station. So the astronauts will wear the jumpsuit that the kids down on Earth had painted. Oh, that's very cool. There. So art print in space yep. already. Okay, so. so we're good. We're ahead of the game. Space yeah. industry, nice job being yeah. ahead of the game yeah. uh, on that. All right. Well, very good. Well, uh, Brendan, we're at the end of the first hour. All right. Already. Wow. Already. It yeah. flies by. I'm such a delight. <laughs> I mean, you're such a delight. Uh, let's play another song, and we will come back with some the, sort of the best bad business ideas of the year. Okay. The best of the worst. I'm not sure how to how to say that exactly. And uh, we'll have more with Brendan Byrne. We'll talk about WMFE and your shows there a little bit more. And, uh, yeah, let's listen to some. We've been subtly doing some uh, space-related stuff. 
Uh, so Space Odyssey or Space Oddity mm -hmm. uh, from David Bowie. Now we're going to hear from Queen. Uh, this is from Flash Gordon, The Marriage of Dale and Ming. I'm sure you've seen this movie a million times. I have not. Actually. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> On WPRK Winter Park, Florida, you're listening to a certain degree. Your head is they might be giants on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. The Nightgown of the Sullen Moon is the name of the song. I have nothing else to say about that. It's an interesting <laughs> song title. But other than that, that was it. You're listening to a certain degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. My name is Nick. Very special guest today, Brendan Byrne, returning guest. Good morning, Brendan. Good morning. Thanks for having me, Nick. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot has happened in 2017. Mm -hmm. A lot of things are happening in 2018. We don't know what they are yet. No. Because we can't see the future. But I want to talk about some themes for bad business ideas. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about some of the best bad, bad business ideas of 2017. But first, I have to play the song because I didn't have a song last time you were Ooh, here. Oh, excellent. So Let's be fine. Heard this yet. Bad business ideas. It's time to be just one. It's going to be totally legal. We hope it won't hurt anyone. So come on, have some fun. Yeah, so that's I fantastic. Think it's all of those, we really want it to be legal. <laughs> and uh, we'll go from there. So, some of the themes from 2017 that I noticed uh, kidnapping mm -hmm. was a big one. So, sort of this idea of. It looks like you need a vacation. Here's one. Mm -hmm. Or maybe a spirit journey or maybe you're not feeling well at work. Forced uh, team building. Yes. Yes. <laughs> as we were just talking about. Uh, trust was a big issue. So okay. uh, making sure that, say, there was a way to tell if your pets actually love you and don't just look at you as a source of food. Uh, and subterfuge was a lot of not being totally truthful. Okay. Uh, so for 2018... Uh, just some themes I'm, I'm throwing out there. Uh, truthiness. Okay. I think being truth-ish, I think, is what I'm trying to say there. And uh, better elevator pitches. So it took me, obviously, some of the bad business ideas take a while to mm -hmm. sort of get to. So I'm, I'm going to practice here. Okay. It's like FedEx for squirrels. Yeah, that would totally get me. Yep. Yep. It's like Spotify for ceiling fans. Mm. Okay. No, no, but I mean, you get it. Right. Right. It's yeah, just pretty it's a like, good. Yeah. It's like Ponzi schemes for hat enthusiasts. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Mashups. So taking something that scares me and then something I find personally offensive. Okay. And mashing those together into a bad business idea. I think that'll be a theme. Uh, for example, talking about my feelings and elephants. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, losing my hair and Apple products. Okay. Mashing those together. I feel like I'm on the same page with you there. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think so, yeah. Uh, and more medication ideas. Mm. I think medication's going to be big. Uh, I don't know why I didn't think this before, mm -hmm. but a lot more medication-related ideas. I only had two or three. Uh, yeah, it's kind year. of a big industry. Yeah, yeah, and they're bit. struggling right now, so mm -hmm. I feel like I could just walk go. right in and say, here's some great ideas for us. I like it. Yeah. I like it. And then they'll be like, who are you? And I'll be like, oh, well... I host a podcast. You can call Brendan Byrne. He'll vouch for me. <laughs> so going back through 2017, these were some of my uh, favorites. So ride sharing mm -hmm. had a had a year, a uh, very interesting year in the case of Uber and the leadership there and things of that nature. So looking for some of the newsier kind of angles on this as well. Uh, so one of the ideas I had was uh, bid bus. And so the idea there is 
instead of bidding on keywords on Google and instead of spending money on advertising, why don't you literally bid on human beings coming to your place of business? And so you get into the ride share, this new ride share called BidBuzz, and you get to bid on your own ride as a consumer. Uh, but then businesses also get to bid on your destination as well. So maybe this restaurant bids $4. You think it's a $2 ride. Uh, this restaurant or this bar bids $6. Mm -hmm. This movie theater bids $8. And basically, you go to the highest bidder. Huh. Now, it doesn't really work if you're trying to catch a plane at the airport or something along those lines. But if you're just going out for the evening. An indecisive couple. Yeah. What are we yeah, going to do tonight? Yeah. I don't know. Let's get on the bid bus and see who wants us. Mm -hmm. Huh. Let's get on the bid bus and see who wants us. Yeah, I like that. That might work. I like that, too, yeah. because it makes it seem like you have some modicum of control or you might go somewhere neat. Mm -hmm. You may end up in not. a terrible place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not terrible, like, from a... Uh, I mean, like, terrible, like, they have bad Yelp reviews and they mm -hmm. have to now pay for people to come there. Yeah. So that was BidBus. Okay. How do you feel about that one? And is it a service that you would use? Uh, I think it's a great idea. It is not a service I would use at all. And you don't like that sort of no. uh, unknown no, of your destination? No, You like no. to know where you're going? Oh, yeah. And you're a space reporter, so mm -hmm. you want to go... Do you want to go to space? No, absolutely not. Okay. I I've covered way too many that. explosions to <laughs> want to do that. <laughs> All right. Very good. Okay, so maybe a good idea, not for Brendan. Yeah. Great. Uh, streaming was a big part. Uh, mm -hmm. And then the sort of media conglomerates, uh, we just had Disney and Fox mm -hmm. uh, potentially make a deal. It still has to go through a couple of different uh, institutions and reviews in order to see if they're going to own all that. Mm. And, of course, Disney's going to start its own streaming uh, service. So what I thought would be nice for me personally is sort of a streaming filtration system. And the idea there is it's called DreamStream. The idea there is that I could, within the settings of the system, there's an algorithm that runs or maybe it's an AI I don't know, I often use the terms uh, interchangeably, is the, I, I get what I want out of it. So if it's like the entire series of Friends, which is something like 13 seasons, mm -hmm. what if I want to just compress each season to 45 minutes? Just give me the highlight from each season. Okay. What if I want just all the Ross and Chandler moments from the entire run? Just put that all together into one thing. So you could really have this this filtration system that really tells you, okay, what do you want to get to? You just want to know what the big uh, memes are from Seinfeld? Great. Here you go. Mm -hmm. uh, you want every episode in eight minutes instead of 22 minutes? Fantastic. Here you are. Uh, that sort of thing. So being able to, uh, to uh, uh, have the content the way you want it, being able to consume the content mm -hmm. in the way exactly the way you want it. So like a show like Lost, for example, maybe you just want all the stuff related to uh, the big storyline, which is how do they get on the island? What's the island? You know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, or you just want just the character development because there's a lot of that. That's what made Lost so popular. I don't know if you watch Lost. I started watching Lost. It lost me. Uh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. But, but yes. see, but if, no, you had this, yeah. if you have yes, this filtration system, you could get through it maybe a little more efficiently, I a little the, faster. I love the whole Dharma initiative storyline. Yeah. So yeah. I would you use just the service just to get that. That. No. Uh, I've tried watching Breaking Bad. Like, I've started that 15 times, just didn't take. Yeah. And I can't get past that bathtub scene in the first episode. Oh, yeah. It's pretty yeah. gruesome. So, yeah, like Breaking Bad without all the gore. Oh, that's a good one. 
That's a fantastic one. Uh, so, yeah. So what do you think about that? Is it something you would use? I would totally use it, and it sounds like something that this particular generation would absolutely love. Like, yep. we just want to consume more content faster. Bingo, bango. Yeah, you got done. it. Right. Got it. I like to, That's not a great tagline. I did uh, binge, Bingo, bango. I like that. Binge benefits. Okay. Yeah. Could like be another that. one. Or bingo, yeah. bango. Bingo, okay. bango. Uh, another big news story this year was hurricanes. Mm-hmm. And so Irma obviously came in, took out WPRK's antenna uh, and some other things. We also had a lot of garbage, a lot of mm-hmm. waste, yard waste, trees down and all that stuff. City and county did a great job cleaning all that up. And it was basically what they said was four and a half years worth of stuff over the course of basically a weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was pretty amazing they got all that cleaned up. But what it left, through no fault of their own, was a lot of brown space. On your yard. I don't know if you have that. Oh, I've got a big old patch on my yard. So what I was thinking is what could we do uh, to fix that? What could we do to fix that quickly? To get the green back like that. Oh, the green back. That's a good idea. Okay. Uh, So fiberglass. Have you ever seen them shoot fiberglass at Mm -hmm. something like the inside of boats or the inside Mm -hmm. of uh, anything they're trying to make very lightweight? We do that, except we add some green to it. Okay. So glass grass. Okay. Incredibly dangerous. Yeah. You cannot breathe anywhere near it, even no. after it's installed. You shouldn't step on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but your grass will be green again. I like. It's kind of like remember that spray stuff for your for your hair. hair. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now love it. Uh, obviously, we can match the the green of your lawn, so you or wouldn't brown know the in difference. my case. Well, obviously, we'd get rid of all of that. <laughs> so we could do your entire lawn. Okay. okay. And uh, then you may not have to worry about it. We could add some fresh cut grass scent. Okay. And uh, yeah, as long as you don't walk on it or near it, uh, and it doesn't rain, I think, would be mm-hmm. the other key component, because I think the water would just kind of now flood into mm-hmm. your house. And I feel like this has got to be fantastic for the environment. So uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not pitching this to Amy Green. <laughs> I'm pitching it to Brendan Byrne, of w- also of WMOP. <laughs> So what do you think about that one? I think it's great. My my wife is very environmentally conscious, so uh-huh. I do not think we would be using it in our house. Okay. But um, I, I know that there's quite a few people that would care more about a green yard than a green world. So great. I think it would, it, it would be profitable. You're saying there's a chance. Okay. <laughs> so out of those three, which do you like uh, for yourself as someone who might be, want to invest in a business in the future? And which do you think has the highest uh, potential? So you, it may be, not be completely ethical, it may mm-hmm. not be for you, but could work. So there was bid bus, uh, ride sharing to the highest mm-hmm. bidder. There was DreamStream, which was the filtration system for the streaming services. Mm-hmm. And then there was uh, the glass grass. I love Bingo Binjo or whatever we're calling it. Um, the DreamStream. The DreamStream. Bingo Bango. Bingo Bango. I would use that one. And I think your glass grass has, has some profitability there. Oh. There's probably some regulatory hurdles to get over. A lot of regulatory hurdles. I think if they don't know, <laughs> what they don't know doesn't hurt us. Right. That's but our then tagline it does, and eventually. also our terms and conditions. <laughs> <laughs> They're all terrible, but. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. All right. Well, thank you for that. Out of, uh, out of everything that you learned this year, so uh, doing intersection, you get mm-hmm. to talk to a lot of business people, a lot of local people. Uh, what were you most excited about hearing about? So I would imagine the, uh, 
the Florida uh, or the Central Florida beer mm -hmm. uh, thing was very big for you. What else did you hear about? Because it's interesting being in the media, you it feels like you're so much more connected to stuff because mm -hmm. you're talking to more people. You're hearing it every day when you produce the show. Uh, so what were you excited about in Florida, not necessarily business-wise, but just in general, uh, uh, Central Florida people doing? I wish I, I was able to think about that one for a bit uh, just because... <laughs> There's so much. There's so much. Yeah. Um, I was just recently, um, as I was hosting Intersection while Matt's gone, um, we did a panel on sustainability. Yeah. Um, and chatting with um, some of the people from um, Orlando, Chris Castro, who's the director of sustainability for the city of Orlando. Uh, some of the initiatives that they're working on are really cool. Yeah. Um, and I thought that, you know, that was that was really exciting. Made me feel really optimistic. You know, there's 5,000 backyard composters in the city. Um you know, I've got one in my backyard. I think it's so cool people are doing that. Um, they're looking at clean energy for their garbage trucks. Um, they have some... Want to go renewable by, yeah. what was it, 2050 or yep. 2030? I, yeah, I can't yeah. remember the date, but yeah. it's pretty soon. Um, and they also have um, a food waste program where they're going to like hotels and Golden Corral and taking all of the organic food waste and basically incinerating it and turning it into clean fuel. So um, I thought that was the... That was the most optimistic thing I think I've heard this year. It's also the thing that I remember hearing <laughs> because it was a few <laughs> weeks ago. But uh, well, let me ask you this because you've been in uh, in Orlando since 2005 or yep, so. Yeah. So you came out to UCF, mm -hmm. but you were on the on the coast before that. Is that correct? I was in South Florida. South Florida. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what was your impression of Central Florida? Maybe when you were living in South Florida, mm -hmm. when you got here in 2005, and what is it now? Does it Has it changed much, and what do you think it is going into 2018? Yeah, you know, we would always, as kids, you'd come up here on vacation. So the only thing that I knew of Orlando was was Disney or, or Church Street Station. My parents used to take us there mm -hmm. um, because it was cheap and, you know, they could have a beer. <laughs> you know, that's why they went there. Um, so that's kind of all that I knew about it. And then... When I came to college, you know, you're you're a young kid and you just kind of stay in the UCF area. And I didn't venture very far out. Um, my wife and I joke, you know, she had to go to Sam Flax for like um, uh, one of her art classes she was taking or something. And she was like, back when I was in college, that was so far that away. Was really far you know, away. And now it's like yeah. a bike ride from our house, yeah. you know. So um, so that's been pretty cool. We just we love this community. It's um, there's just there's so much here and there's so much history and there's so many great local businesses and there's so many great people that live here. Um, you know, we've had opportunities to leave and we haven't, um, you know, we want to stick around here. We have, so what makes me really proud of this city is, um, my wife's parents, they live in Asheville, North Carolina, which mm -hmm. is like the city of all cities and, and the place that, that we thought we wanted to move to. A lot of people see that Everybody as a place loves that Asheville. Great yeah. arts community, great food community, yeah. great, you know, all of those things. Well, they come here to Orlando and we take them to local places and local festivals. And they're like, this is cooler than Asheville. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's got to say that's something is that, uh, that they love it here. So, I mean, this 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 place is is so it's uh -huh, so eclectic Asheville. and and uh, there's so much to do here. We just we love it. So well, good. Yeah. Uh, and so, why don't you think about other things that you heard of on intersection? This okay. Year? And we'll take a look, or I will just tell you what I thought was really yes, cool. Yes, we can do that. And then you can just say that. <laughs> oh yeah, that was it. Uh, so we'll listen to another song here. Let's do some. Ooh, Esquivel with what you call it on WPRK. 
Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Crying on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was Children of the Wind from their album Beyond the Fleeting Gales. A lot of wind-related yeah, stuff in there. Yeah. I think that tied in really well with the hurricane talk yeah. we were having earlier. Good morning. My name is Nick. Uh, you're listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK in Winter Park, Florida. My special guest today, returning guest, Brendan Byrne. Good morning, Brendan. Good morning. Glad to be back. Uh, let's go through real quick all of the stuff that you do. Uh, so you <laughs> are uh, an avid beer collector. Yes. And you, consumer. Consumer as mm-hmm. well. So you don't just collect. Just, uh, yeah. Consume, That's good. Consume That's and good. collect. I just, I don't understand the collectors only. It's yeah. It doesn't make any sense. If you're going to collect them, you might as well drink them as well. Uh, you are on WMFE. Yes. A lot. Now I am, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you're hosting, are you still hosting Intersection this week? Uh, no, Crystal Chavez is hosting Intersection this week. I'm and back mid-January. Mid-January. Yeah. So you can hear his dulcet tones. <laughs> On Intersection, it's a great show, great mm-hmm. local show on WMFE, and a great podcast as well. Awesome, thank you. Uh, are we there yet? Mm-hmm. The podcast. Yep. So looking at space, spacing, not spacing about space, uh, but looking at space, trying to figure out where we're going and talking. Uh, some incredible stories there. So whether yeah. it's a seamstress who ended up working mm-hmm. in the space program uh, on that was the, one of my favorite. It's so good. <laughs> uh, or what we do with the recycled waste while we're up mm-hmm. there. I say we, like I'm ever going. They look at me and they go, yeah. no, you have bad everything. You're yeah. you're not going. Plus, I don't know that, can you go up with a beard or no. do you have to shave? You, you can have a mustache. You can have a mustache. Okay. Um, but can you know, I have a beard? I'm not getting rid of it. Yeah. I'm not going. That's why I'm not going. Yeah. Not, not the risk or the <laughs> going away from my family for sure, months sure. and time. And then uh, just in general for WMFE Space Reporter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you do that, and uh, you report on all things space. So you know what's going on in space. I like to think I do. On Earth <laughs> as we go up yeah. to space. So let's talk a little bit about uh, covering when you have to cover this area. You have a lot of different personalities. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have, you know, the government, which is pretty staid, and, uh, you know, you're dealing with Mike Pence and mm-hmm. the, the uh, what is it, the council? National Space Council. National yeah. Space Council. Uh, but then you have uh, personalities like Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. And so what happened a couple weeks ago I thought was pretty interesting. Can you tell me a little bit about it or explain to the people who are listening a little bit about it? Uh, sending a car to Mars. Yeah. is uh, And there were some, some other issues related to that as yeah. well. So it's to, to backtrack a bit. So, yeah. Um, we're getting closer and closer to Elon Musk launching, well, SpaceX launching what's called the Falcon Heavy. They're um, big, big This is rocket. their heavy lift rocket. And I describe it as we're all pretty familiar with SpaceX's Falcon 9, right? Well, this is basically a Falcon 9 with two more Falcon 9 rockets taped to the side of it. So it's three Falcon 9 rockets. There's nine engines in each rocket. That's 27 engines firing simultaneously uh, just to loft really heavy things in the into orbit it's 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 insane um it it'll probably work because elon musk makes insane things work Mm -hmm. um but anyways we've been talking about falcon heavy for years now and the joke was it's always six months away then it was six weeks away um but it actually looks like that it will happen in early january um they've already sent out um Calls for media credentials yeah. um, for, for media to Because he said by the end of the year, so even having it in early January is still pretty remarkable. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, so, but anyways, um, 
because this thing has never been tested before and at a uh, conference in the summer, Elon said uh, he lowered expectations. He's like, if this thing gets off the pad, I'd be happy. It's probably going to explode in this, um, this, <laughs> you know, amazing, uh, beautiful, beautiful disaster. Of, yeah. Um, there's a, they call it a rud, a, a rapid unplanned disassembly, which will yeah. probably happen. Yeah. Um, so he's downplaying it. So obviously they're not going to put any cargo on this because it would be destroyed most likely um, if it even gets to space. So, but you still need to figure out um, how much weight it can take you and can everything's, yeah. yeah, and everything's collaborated to, uh, uh, to carrying cargo. So you would use a ballast weight or something right. like that. So instead of using just, you know, weights, Elon tweets, um, hey, I'm going to put a Tesla Roadster on this thing. Yeah. Now, with SpaceX, um, they're much better at being media friendly, but they're not NASA media friendly, where right. you can ask a question and get a confirmation. Uh, so reporters rely on tweets from Elon Musk as the official spokesperson of, of uh, uh, SpaceX. SpaceX. Yeah. So... People ran with that story. Luckily, this happened on the weekend, so I didn't really have to cover it. <laughs> but once I saw what happened afterwards, so then Elon apparently gets in touch with someone at The Verge um, and says, we're not doing it. We're not doing this. And then comes back and says, oh, we actually are doing it. Um, so then The Verge goes out, the reporter from The Verge goes yeah. out and reports that, hey, it's he was just happening. kidding. Yeah. And then, and then it, he goes back, Elon Musk goes back and says... Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah, and, and and there's other space reporters went out there, like Eric Berger from Ars Technica went out and actually called Elon, and Elon's like, oh, no, I'm sending it. So I'm not sure what was going through his mind, but it was on the weekend. We normally don't cover news on the weekends. So we don't have a newscast. Um, it was something that was happening later on in the month, so I, I thought it was a story I didn't have to cover, and then all of a sudden I see what's going on on Twitter, and I tell my wife, I'm like, excuse me, I have to go to work for a little bit. I have to confirm whether or not Elon Musk is going to send a car into space. And she looked at me funny. I'm like, I kid you not, <laughs> I have to go do this. So I was chasing up confirmation myself that day. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever yeah. done. But I was able to get confirmation that he's going to send a Tesla Roadster. And if it gets into space, it'll be on a trajectory towards Mars. So there you go. The world we live in. <laughs> what I Okay, so I, I like that he's playing the long game here for pot potentially space reporters, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm thinking, like, you were at home, you were spending time with your wife, uh, and so he got you out of that. Yeah. I like to think he did that. He's like, what? I wonder what Brendan's doing right now. Let well, me see I, if I can Here's get the thing. <laughs> I think in terms of future opportunities, if you have to get out of, uh, and I'm not saying, I'm not implying, but this is the big stereotype, like spending time with your in-laws mm -hmm. or something along those lines, uh, you can just say, Elon Musk is, and then Mad Lib it, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah. Elon Musk just announced that he might be sending, uh, 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 you know, people uh, into, uh, on a Tesla Roadster into space. Mm -hmm. I gotta go. Yeah. So you can do that anytime you want. Yeah. I guess it's my out, huh? Yeah. So yeah. nice job. Yeah. Elon. Thanks Elon. I, he's a big listener. Uh, <laughs> he's been listening since the beginning. So I know he's listening right now. So, uh, thank you for that. I feel like I can use that excuse yeah. too now. It's just, it's, it, it's a ridiculous story, but it wasn't ridiculous because it was Elon Musk and SpaceX that, you know, and like, now he's doing it. Yeah. So this first launch that's coming up in early January, mm -hmm. may or may not, uh, what's the term again? Uh, Rudd. Rudd. Unplanned uh, uh, disassembly. Paul, it might, Paul Rudd, uh, <laughs> also big listener. Mm -hmm. 
it'll have a car on it. So SpaceX says it will have a car on it if it makes it into into some sort of orbit. It will be on a trajectory towards Mars. However, as of right now, I have not seen FAA approval for the payload. Um, usually, the FAA has to approve any payload that's going to space. Sure. Um, and I have not seen it. I have. I don't even know what that paperwork would look like because <laughs> I'm used to seeing satellite uh, satellite approvals. Um, right. You would need the VIN number. You would need right, the license yeah. plate. Yeah. Are they gonna? Yeah. I. I don't know. It's it's absolutely insane, but it will probably happen. Yeah. <laughs> so what are they going to tell him? No. Yeah. They're and that, gonna... and that's the worst thing to do for to Elon Musk is tell him no. Oh, he's yeah. going to do it. Then he's one hundred percent going to do, do it. it. So, but yeah, it, it's just <laughs> it's it's fast. It, it this is he makes this job so much fun. <laughs> There's just these ridiculous things that I write that it's like, yeah. Well, and he's always been very aggressive. So mm-hmm. having to cover. Uh, the Elon Musk, the SpaceX versus even the Blue Origin and, mm-hmm. and the other things that are happening and NASA especially. Yeah. How how do you like that or how can you how do you explain that to people in terms of, okay, it's like apples and oranges in terms of what we're trying to do mm-hmm. here in coverage. Uh, how do you go over that and which do you do you like it better with Elon Musk and that sort of thing? Or do you like the more consistent approach that everybody else has i mean from a radio producer standpoint i love the consistency (laughs) so if if you're covering a nasa launch um you will get a rundown you know a few days out that will have your movements planned to the minute yeah um and it is fantastic because you know exactly where you're going to be and um but with with spacex it's you'll get an email the night before and it says Hey, pick up your credentials in two hours at, you know, five o'clock in the morning. And uh, then we're going to go ahead and launch this bad boy now. Um, so that that's been a little difficult. Um, you just the, the thing about launches is it, it doesn't sit in a nine to five Monday through Friday schedule, you know, so you just you well, have to be. Yeah, you have to be ready to go. Flexibility there. Yeah. Um, but uh, but but SpaceX is getting much better um, about uh, media relations and. The one pad that they've been launching on has been on Kennedy Space Center property. Mm-hmm. Um, 39A is on KSC property. So they, for any press, they have to go through KSC press. So you kind of get the, the NASA feel. Now that, now that um, LC40s open up, that's on the Cape side. All bets are off. They can do whatever they want when it comes to us journalists. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that's going to happen. Yeah, so. it's still in their best interest to have all the journalists out there covering stuff and And, and they don't have to, they don't have to fight for coverage. I mean, we're going to cover it, you know, and I mean, you know, as the space report, I'm going to cover anything out there, but, uh, but you'll start to see the national people start coming out for SpaceX stuff. So, so a lot more national coverage for the space industry. Have you seen that in the last few years? So, um, the, the last big event was, um, man, I cannot remember the name of the launch. Um, but, uh, it was, Maybe it was, I I, it was a big event. It, I think it was the first um, flight-proven booster from SpaceX. Oh yeah. Um and uh, yeah, there was a lot of national media there. There was um, I met some some great space reporters from um, uh, from across the country, like Christian Davenport at the Washington Post. There with Kenneth Chang from the New York Times. They were all there, which was really cool. Um, so to be sitting in the same briefing room, you know, with these powerhouses that work for these amazing publications was was really cool and then elon was there so maybe we'll 
ask him a question at a press conference was pretty neat. But would you ask him? I asked him. I said, "How is the booster? What what kind of telemetry did you get back from it?" Um, and that was that's the cool thing about so so being there at um, at every launch, um, or at least trying to get to every launch, you you start to see the same faces and. So now you got this room packed full of national news media. It's standing room only, and they're taking questions, and their press guy knows me, you know? So when they're going to take questions, they're like, oh, we're going to go, Brendan from WMFE, we're going to go with the local folks because they're the ones that have been here, you know? Yeah, yeah, covering and, everything. And you get, to, you get to know these people. So that, that's why it's important to cover everything, not yeah. just the big ones. But, and did you kind of uh, did you kind of give the little nod to the Washington Post guy and go, yeah, they asked like, Yeah, they yeah. asked me. Yeah. They asked me. I'm here all the time. <laughs> Where have you been? Yeah. Washington. But I, I can also see why they, they don't send them down here all the time. So, but probably, uh, yeah. But yeah, it, it, there's for the big events, there's a lot of national press. Um, the KSC uh, press room is, is pretty big, but it gets it gets packed when when yeah, when, when the big guns the are big. here. So, so early January, we've got the Falcon Heavy. Yeah. Uh, anything else coming up in 2018? Obviously, some stuff is going to be secretive or and or. Just on a whim, mm -hmm. of course. It might be a dare. Somebody mm -hmm. might uh, be betting Elon Musk a dollar on mm -hmm. the side, and he's going to go ahead and do something uh, pretty interesting. But what else are you looking forward to or do you see on the horizon uh, for the space industry? You mentioned Blue Origin opening yeah, up. Yeah. Are they planning to do anything in 2018, or are they still uh, going to be getting up and running? They'll probably still be running? getting up and running yeah. in 2018. I think they're looking at... Um, uh, Jeff Bezos said by the end of the decade, I'm, I'm thinking more 2020 for their first launch. Um, but commercial crew is going to be big this year. Um, commercial crew is NASA's way of sending humans to the International Space Station from U.S. soil. So mm -hmm. right now we pay um, we pay the Russian space agency to send them on um, a Soyuz, Soyuz capsule. Yeah. So we just had some go up or about yeah, to go up. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, I think they are docking today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, so so um, they've given contract to two private companies, SpaceX being one of them, Boeing being the other, um, to send up crew to the International Space Station, and they have to go through um, some uncrewed test flights first, and then a crewed test flight, um, and then they'll start sending people. And that that launch has been slipping, but it looks like we'll have some uncrewed test flights this year. Oh, okay, um, which will be pretty cool. Um, Boeing uh, has the CST one hundred Starliner. Um, that they're using. And that will fly atop a ULA Atlas V rocket. Um, and SpaceX has the Crew Dragon capsule that will fly atop the new Block 5 of the Falcon 9, which is yet to fly. So I'm kind of hesitant to say that that'll happen this year. Um, but once you see Block 5 fly, then you'll know we're getting close. Getting but close to that, but we'll yeah. see. We, sh we should see that. That's going to be the big story this year is um, is if they can make those critical milestones this year. Um, and and do some some crude test flights early next year. From a test flight perspective, will we see the capsules actually go up and dock, or I, do you think that that's going to be like maybe at first they're just going to launch it, yeah, and then eventually you'll get to the point where it's an unmanned docking, and then they'll put people on it. I'm pos I'm pretty positive that at least one of them will make. Um, a docking rendezvous, yeah. an uncrewed docking rendezvous. I'm, I cannot remember which one it is, um, but, I mean, SpaceX is using the Crew Dragon, which is similar to their Dragon cargo in a sense that it flies itself. Mm -hmm. So both of these capsules will not be piloted. It'll be all autonomous to dock to the space station. So um, 
So yes, I, I would assume that there would be some of those tests. I don't have the info in front of me, but uh, no, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I I mean, I'm not blaming you for that and not knowing <laughs> it off the top of your head. I do not recall. I'm certainly yeah. not angry about it. <laughs> uh, so we've talked. Let me ask you this: We've talked a little bit about the business of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's making a comeback and how mm-hmm. it's going to be structured over there. We've talked about the ins and outs of how they're testing certain things, and uh, uh, you know a little bit about dealing with the personality. What about the the sheer wonder of it? Like, I remember growing up in Ormond Beach and watching each space shuttle launch. Uh, even if it was, you know, 2 a.m., I would get up or mm-hmm. my parents would get me up to watch it. I don't think I, until I left, I literally left the country. I don't think I missed one of the mm-hmm. space shuttle launches in terms of either watching it from the beach or watching it from outside of school. Uh, and so there was that, that, just that sheer wonder of this idea that we're going into space. We're doing something hugely dangerous uh, and pretty much impossible. We found a way to do it. Uh, Do you get that sense of wonder from it personally? And do you feel like that is still a part of it Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of uh, what we're doing? I I mean, I've always had that. I think that's why I do this job is because I've had that sense of wonder. And it, it has it has diminished after the the um, retiring of the shuttle program. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a, a lot of people in the space industry, especially NASA, are putting um, their bets on commercial crew and launching humans from U.S. soil once again. Is is that's going to be a way to to get people back into space and drum up some public support for the space program? Um, I think SpaceX is doing a really good job at drumming up wonder as well. I mean, seeing these boosters launch and land. It's neat. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane to see it happen. Um, So I think it's getting there. And SpaceX has a very interesting following of of fans um, that are all in for SpaceX. So um, it's... I think we're getting there. We definitely need to reignite that sense of wonder mm-hmm. again. But uh, it's and maybe the and maybe the full on effort to go to Mars will do that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Or return or, to the moon. Return to the moon. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's nice to be here. It's nice to be in a place where you can you can look at that and you're kind of in the shadow of it. Mm-hmm. You can watch the launches or yeah. you can get out there fairly easily. And it happens right here. I mean, I, yeah. I, I think it's very important for. For us as Central Floridians to pay attention to this because we are the doorstep to the universe. I mean, this is where this is where uh, robotic missions launch from, where where human missions are going to launch from. I mean, we play a very, very important role in the grand scheme of things when it comes to space exploration. It's very important that we uh, we keep our eyes on it. I'll leave it at that. I can't add anything either super funny or super uh, poignant to that. So nice job. Thank you. Yeah, this is what I look for in a guest is they just <laughs> shut me down. Autonomous. Yeah, they shut me down completely. So let's listen to a song. I chose this because of the name of the band, Best Coast, because okay. we were just talking about the Space Coast. The only place on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, because really the Space Coast is the best coast. It really is. And it's the only place to launch rockets from and to go into space. Well, it's not, but, you know, we're going to say it is. <laughs> on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, you're listening to a certain degree. Best Coast on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was the only place you're listening to a certain degree. My name is Nick. This is the only place you can hear Brendan Byrne right now <laughs> until he goes over to WMFE and you can hear him there. 
Good morning, Brandon. Good morning, Nick. We're almost done. Okay. Okay. This has been fun. Well, let's I'm do another so, hour. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Best hour. Don't bother coming in uh, for your show's marketing news. No, I'm just kidding. You can come in and do what we'll do is we'll book you to both. There we go. So you can do marketing news right after. Efficiency. And then like you'll it. just continue on throughout the day. You'll just be the special guest for everybody. <laughs> Sounds good. The Brendan Byrne Day on WPRK, <laughs> Winter Park, Florida. Brendan, I just wanted to end on a couple of um, pop quiz questions that okay. I had over the course of the year. See how you do on this. You're up on the news. I like to, I hope. On the things that this are happening. This is the most nerve-wracking part of the show. It is. <laughs> I think I, for the most part, picked the ones that are a little more uh, subjective. So this is just going to be your personal opinion. Still right and wrong answers. Okay. I'm still going to judge you, as I think we all do sometimes. <laughs> uh, but you can uh, you can just answer with your heart. Okay. Which still might be wrong. Uh, start right here with technology. A new cell phone from LG, the K7i, is equipped with technology to repel mosquitoes and other pests. Unfortunately, not available in the U.S. Uh, what else should we design cell phones to keep away from us? Ooh. A, skinny jeans, B, voicemail, or C, Bitcoin? Uh, voicemail. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Why even Just bother text with me. it at this point? Uh, to show they are dedicated to Canadian audiences, Netflix announced this year that they were going to spend $500 million on creating content specifically for uh, Canadian audiences, you know, with that kind of spin to it. Mm -hmm. uh, I did some research, uh, or I want to do some market research on their behalf, so I want to see what you think would be the best show. What would you watch? I know you're not Canadian, mm -hmm. but you have a beard. Uh, and you seem to be very uh, kind, mm -hmm. and you say sorry a lot, so you're almost Canadian. Uh, the Canadian version of House of Cards, called House of Maple, it'll be the story of a conniving polar bear couple disguising themselves as humans, trying to reach the upper echelons of Parliament. But to what end? <laughs> the Canadian version of a gritty Marvel superhero. Now, most of the good Canadian superheroes uh, from Marvel are already licensed. They're already being in, you know, in use. Wolverine, Deadpool to name a couple. Uh, we'd have to figure out who's left. You can't really do gritty either because it's Canada. Everything's so clean except for the polar bears. Uh, or the Canadian version of Stranger Things. Experiments involving the Aurora Borealis and children unlock a terrifying new dimension of horror. Instead of the 80s, that would be set in the 90s. Alanis Morissette would play the mom. Which of those would you watch? Oh, see. The Stranger oh, Things. Oh, absolutely. Okay, Canadian yeah. version of Stranger Things. I love Alanis Morissette and the uh, Northern Lights, so it'd be perfect. <laughs> They're so similar in, in many ways. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Okay, so this is going to go to sci-fi. This is an open-ended question. This okay. is your essay question. It was the 50th anniversary of the uh, Mirror episode of the original Star Trek, where okay. we had Spock and Evil Spock and Kirk and Evil Kirk. So in that, you could tell Evil Spock because he had a goatee. Mm-hmm. How would we know if you're evil? If I'm evil? Yeah. So if you get replaced with an evil doppelganger, how would we know that? What should we look for? Uh, or how, what would you say would be the uh, obvious sign that the person is evil? Maybe it's not a physical thing. Oh, he but, would be clean shaven. Ah, uh, um, okay. So completely clean yes, shaven. If yeah. we see clean shaven Brendan. You're in trouble. Uh, or you've lost a bet. Or I've lost a bet. Okay. Yeah. So we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> According to a study from Michigan State University, tackling a task that makes you anxious can be easier if you do what first. So this was a study they did earlier this year. Drinking lots of coffee, stress eating, or writing about your feelings. 
Oh, writing about your feelings. It is, yeah. yeah. You're much more efficient in whatever the task is. You must, you're, you're, it, you might be, uh, what they did was they had a test group that didn't do that. They wrote about something else and a test group that wrote about their feelings. And they finished the project around the same time, but the, uh, the group that wrote about their feelings first uh, were much more efficient. Mm-hmm. They used less of their brain power because they weren't overly anxious. Was there a it. group that stress ate? I wish Did they test I that? think that's they test that with me literally every day. <laughs> that is my approach to anything that gives me any kind of anxiety. Like just right like, before the show, I mean, you saw me at Starbucks shoveling oatmeal. They know, yeah, they know just to make me a big <laughs> vat of oatmeal when I walk in there because I go there every week uh, before that. Okay, the American Repertory Theater up in Boston uh, announced its 2017 2018. Uh, season earlier this year, but in 2018, they're going to premiere something. It's a musical based on what 90s artist and album? Is it Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill, Nirvana's Nevermind, or Crash Test Dummies' God Shuffled His Feet? Was that the mm, album? Yep. I would want to see that. It's probably (laughs) not that. I think the the right answer is, is Nirvana. It is actually Alanis Morissette. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so okay. a uh, Jagged Little Pill uh, will premiere in May 2018. It's written by Alanis Morissette, Glenn Ballard, and Diablo Cody, and it'll feature songs from uh, Jagged Little Pill. No word on whether Dave Couillet will uh, be in it <laughs> in any way, uh, shape, or form. Uh, just one last thing, and this is still blowing my mind. What did doctors say... You, I mean, they basically reset it. You, you absolutely, positively should not stick in your ear at any time. Q-tips. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they have basically said, uh, you know, 12,500 uh, kids every year go mm-hmm. to the emergency room because of Q-tip related stuff. You're basically just jamming the wax back in there. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it feels weird and interesting and, you know, it's the only time I have any feelings. Mm-hmm. But you shouldn't do it. What do doctors say we should use Q-tips for then? Uh, arts and crafts. Okay. Yeah. I could so. see that. Because if you're going to get recommendation on arts and crafts, who are you going to get it from? Yeah. Four out of five doctors. Doctors agree. Mm-hmm. Arts and crafts. All right, Brendan. Well, thank you so much for coming out today. So let's talk about where we can hear you, what we should do to hear you. And uh, well, I mean, basically, let's talk about a rival radio station that we have <laughs> all sorts of... Uh, uh, no, we're friends. We're, we're friends. friends. I thought I'm we were just friends. kidding. Yeah. We're totally friends. No. Totally kidding. Uh, uh, so where can we hear you? Yep. So um, 90.7 WMFE um, for local news mm-hmm. um, and uh, Intersection. I'll be hosting mid-January, I think. It's like January 15th through the end of the, end of the month. You're also a regular producer on that. So. Regular producer on that yep. show. So that's Tuesdays and Fridays at 9 o'clock. Um, when Matt Petty returns, we're live on Friday mornings. Mm-hmm. So we invite our listeners to call in. Um, it's kind of, it's our favorite part of the show. We actually get to hear from listeners and join the conversation. So, um, we've even extended, um, that segment a a little bit longer to, to take more calls. Um, so that's been really fun. And intersection is broken up. Tell me a little bit about how you break up the, uh, the show. It's in three parts. Yeah, it's in three parts. So we, we kind of go hard, medium, soft news. Um, so on, uh, on Tuesday, it's a, it's a, um, a newsy segment. Um, and then we go semi-newsy segment and then usually an arts or culture segment uh, mm-hmm. for the for the back half of the show on friday the first half is live um first part of the show we usually have a, a panel of experts that come on and 
talk about uh, news of the day, news of the week. Um, locally, though, it's locally, a local yeah. topic. Yeah, we, pr- we produce it here. You know, it's it's statewide sometimes, yeah. but a lot of Orlando-related stuff. Um, so we, we do that, and, and like I said, we invite our listeners to join us for mm-hmm. that conversation. Um, then we'll do something in the B segment, and the C segment is uh, usually is what we call the intersection sessions. Um, so we do some live music um, in the studio, or we go out and record some live music. Um, so it's it back. Been, yeah, yeah it's been I, I like that part. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. We've, we've really enjoyed doing that segment. Um, yes, yeah, so that's intersection. It's a great show. It's our flagship. Yep. We love it. And available as podcast as well. It's available so as a you podcast. Can listen um, to that anytime. You can also listen to it on the NPR One app if you use NPR One for your news. Um, and also we have the WMFE mobile app as mm-hmm. well. So you can listen live or on demand. Zero excuses, people. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, are we there yet? Yeah. So are we there yet is uh, podcast only. Um, so wherever you get your podcast, just search for are we there yet. It is also on NPR One. Um, so wherever your podcasts are sold. Wherever your podcasts are sold. How much does it cost? It is free. Oh, my gosh. It's absolutely free. What a bargain. What a bargain. Just cost a donation if you like. If you like what you hear, support public <laughs> <Of> radio. <laughs> They'll kill me if I don't say that. Um, but, yeah, so we'll, we'll have that. And um, we have a, a Facebook page um, that we push uh, new episodes to. And also yep. we keep you up to date on Space News. Um, so just search for Are We There Yet podcast on Facebook. On Facebook and your Twitter. And Twitter. Is also uh, very wonderful and easy to follow and easy to interact with. So yeah. you, uh, what is your tw- Twitter handle and what is the Are We There Yet Twitter handle? So my Twitter is at Space Brendan and the Are We There Yet is at A-W-T-Y Mars. Are We There Yet Mars. Perfect. Um, yeah, you can find everything there. Anything else? I think that is, I'm sure there is something that I needed to plug that I didn't, but, uh, oh, we're, we're, we've got something really cool coming up, um, in new year. And I'm not sure if they'll want me to say anything about this, but we're actually designing an, are we there yet mission patch? So we'll, no be, way. we'll be unveiling that in 2018. We've commissioned someone who has designed mission patches for shuttle missions. Oh, that's um, awesome. He's a local guy, Tim Gagnon, um, out on the Space Coast. Uh, so we are we did the first draft of it. It looks awesome. So we're just making some tweaks, and uh, we'll get those printed. But those will be available in 2018. Does it have a beard, or does it have an option for I've a beard? I've asked for a beard. I'm not yeah. sure if the marketing department will <laughs> do that. Because <laughs> I, I don't want it to be feel like, you know, we're not, including everyone and it's you know right right so. also we need to remind you that you're replaceable at any time exactly yeah it's not my product <laughs> <laughs> um so that's coming up and we're gonna do some um some live tapings and some live shows next oh, year so we're really amazing. excited about that so. okay well very good so we'll look forward to that and uh a couple of other things coming up i think space week is coming up yeah space Seminole week State. is awesome yeah so State. that's coming up at uh in january yes perfect yeah. so we'll have more on that You have been listening to a certain degree. I'm going to release Brendan back into the world. And uh, I'll be back uh, probably in two weeks. I probably won't do Christmas morning because I'll be unwrapping gifts. Mm -hmm. And then I will be back. I think I will do New Year's Day and just play some music and hang out. I may still be awake from the night before. There you go. I think that's healthy. Or just spend the New Year's Eve here so you're where you need to be in the morning. Oh, yeah. I'll just play music all night. There you go. Yeah, that sounds like something. I think you're just trying to keep me off the streets. Yeah. Which I appreciate. You got it. Thank you for that, Brendan. Uh, You've been listening to Certain Degree on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. Best Hour and Smarketing News is coming up next. Thank you so much. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. 
Along with covering local and interstellar news for WMFE, Brendan also produces and sometimes hosts Intersection, a twice-weekly news, arts, and current events show. He also hosts Are We There Yet?, a podcast dedicated to humans and the planet Mars eventually getting together. You can learn more about all these endeavors at WMFE.org. For podcasts that have less of a connection to reality, visit toacertaindegree.com. 